Welcome to the Educate, Empower, and Evolve podcast. My name is Haley Vera, and I'm a lifestyle coach with my roots in holistic nutrition, personal training, and yoga. I'm admittedly a total nerd with a huge passion for gut health and optimizing human performance naturally. If you feel like you're drowning in the information available to you online, come hang out with me on the E3 podcast every single week and learn simple, effective strategies to help you balance your hormones, increase your energy, heal your guts, and optimize your mindset. I promise to provide you with science-backed knowledge and new perspectives so that you can make empowered decisions for both your health and happiness and evolve into the best version of yourself possible. Thank you for tuning in and lending me your ears. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the E3 podcast. I'm your host, Haley Vera, and today I am extremely excited to be here to be sharing some little nuggets of knowledge with you guys. And recently, I actually did a podcast on testosterone with a naturopath, Dr. Larissa Van Az, who is an absolute gem of a human being. But in recent knowledge, and as you guys know, or many of you know, I'm currently in a mentorship program with Dave O'Brien who has a very deep understanding of gut health and the impact that our gut health has on all of our body systems, on our neurotransmitters, on our sex hormones, on our, I want to call them catecholamines, and basically on every single system in the body, our gut will have some kind of impact or influence. Now, right now, in our blood markers, I'm learning about the sex hormones and I'm learning about testosterone. And our previous podcast, we talked a lot about the reasons that testosterone could be low. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, I strongly suggest checking it out. Dr. Larissa is very intelligent and looks at the body as a system. And I think that that podcast has a ton of value. And there's one thing that we didn't really touch on in that podcast that I want to deep dive into today. Okay. So There's many reasons that testosterone levels could be low. And in this podcast today, we are going to be talking about one specific reason that testosterone levels are potentially going to be low. But that one specific reason has a domino effect on many of the other reasons that your testosterone is low. Inflammation or sleep quality, etc. It goes on and on. And I'm going to cover all of that. And if you are a woman who has tuned in and is thinking, ah, this is about testosterone, I think I might just check myself out now. Please stick around because testosterone is so important for both men and women. And because we think of it primarily as a male hormone, sometimes when we hear the word testosterone, I think women kind of like tune out. But for females, testosterone is very protective, especially against diseases and even things like cancer, including breast cancer. Okay. That would be even cervical cancer. So all types of cancer. Testosterone is very protective and important in women and men. Obviously, the total testosterone levels in women are going to be much lower, but testosterone is still very important. And it's about the ratios of hormones in our body, not necessarily the totals of numbers. And I think it's the same with estrogen, actually. I feel like a lot of men will kind of check out when you say the word estrogen. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't don't need to hear about that. Well, it's kind of an important conversation for everybody, not just men or not just women. So right now, you guys, free testosterone is on the decline. And it has been, you know, as far as I know, over the last approximately 100 years, maybe longer. So average free testosterone in the 1940s 
that was less than 100 years ago, the average testosterone levels for men was around 700. Now, I want to bring up the actual opt my optimal ranges because they're going to be different than the medical ranges. Now, medical ranges in blood work, you guys, just so that you understand, are based on population averages. That doesn't mean that when your blood work comes back and the doctor says that it's normal or fine, that doesn't mean that you're healthy. It just means that you're in an population average. And to be quite frank, our population, especially in the States, is unhealthy. And so those averages are not a good way to look at ourselves and to say, oh yeah, you're within range of the population average and our population average is unhealthy and overweight. So when I look at blood work with Dave, we are looking at a lot smaller windows and smaller, sorry, reference ranges for optimal blood markers. And for free testosterone for men, 400 is the absolute lowest that is going to be considered healthy. And ideally, we want to be up around 900. There's conversations around having too much testosterone for sure. But in the 1940s, a lot of men were above 1,000 for free testosterone, 900 to 1,000 and above. And that was healthy, right? So yes, there can be situations where we have too much testosterone, but it's very, very unlikely you're more likely to see it on the low end. And so for me, optimal ranges is 400 to 900. For women, for free testosterone, it's 12 to 15. Now, this is serum testosterone. So this would be your total testosterone. Now, total testosterone is different than free because your total testosterone is the total testosterone in your body. And this is done with like a a different kind of reference range, right? And your free testosterone is how much is essentially bioavailable. So total testosterone for men is 20 to 30. We want it as close to 30 as possible. For women, it's 0.7 to 1.5. So obviously a big difference, but still very important. And we have to remember that if we're looking at 0.7 to 1.5, a small change in that range is going to make a really big difference because we're dealing with like decimal numbers. Whereas, for example, the total testosterone for men, 20 to 30, you know, a slight change in there is going to be have lesser effect, right? It's going to have a lesser effect overall but still very impactful. So top of the range right now in our medical system, looking at population averages is around 670 is kind of like the top, but average in today's society is typically less than 400. And my healthy range is 400 to 900. And so most people are not even within that window of what's optimal for human health. So if our average today is 400, less than a hundred years ago, you guys, it was 300 points more. So 300. That's huge. That's almost 50% decline. Now, male suicide and male depression are affected as testosterone is linked to our emotional health. And as I mentioned before, female testosterone is very important to protect us against diseases, including cancer and breast cancer. Now, symptoms of low testosterone in men and women is likely the difficulty to build muscle, difficulty burning fat, low sex drive, low libido, I suppose, fertility issues. The list is very extensive for this. It's also going to impact things like your mood balance. Obviously, depression is one of those things in terms of our mood, but also emotional reactivity, having a hard time regulating your emotions, feeling very triggered easily, less likely on the aggression side when we are on low testosterone, more likely to be more of an estrogenic emotional response where we're responding with 
sadness or I don't want to say drama, but I think that's the place I'm going to go because I'm trying to think of a descriptive word for, I'm not calling all women dramatic, but estrogen, you guys, recycles thoughts. It's just the way, it's just the science behind it. Estrogen is what perpetuates that like hurry, worry, money cycle, like the overthinking that is very estrogenic. That is a estrogen dominant feature in women. And so men, when they have low testosterone, there is a relative high estrogen to testosterone ratio and men can end up having almost an estrogenic emotional response. Now, the decline in testosterone, you guys, is a really big issue in men and women's health and fertility. As we know, fertility rate, fertility is on the decline as well. And the one contributing factor that I'm going to focus on in today's podcast has a significant influence on our overall health and performance, not just our sex hormones, but on literally everything in our body. And here it is. It's LPS. And you might be like, what is LPS? That sounds like totally random acronym I've never heard of. Well, LPS, you guys, is lipopolysaccharides. It's one word, lipopolysaccharides, but we put it into LPS because that's easier for us to say. So lipopolysaccharides are essentially large particles that come from the outer membrane of gram-negative bacteria. I'm going to make this simple, way more simple than it actually is, but let's just say that there's two types of bacteria, two main classes. We have gram-positive and gram-negative. The gram-positive bacteria tend to be more delicate and more influenced by environmental factors, pollutants, herbicides, pesticides, toxins, stress, etc. And our gram-negative bacteria tend to be more resilient or resistant, which is why we often have negative gram bacteria overgrowth because they can still thrive under shitty conditions. It's like a cactus in the desert. You know, the beautiful flowers are not going to necessarily survive the desert weather, but like the cactus can. That's my analogy of gram positive and gram negative bacteria. And when we hear gram negative, we're like, ooh, negative, that's bad. Not necessarily. There are many beneficial flora that are gram-negative bacteria. And what we need to understand is that we live in synergy with them. We live, we have a symbiotic relationship, but when we get an overgrowth of negative gram-bacteria and we lose the balance of gram-negative to gram-positive, or we lose the balance of specific strains, let's say we get an overgrowth of H. pylori or an overgrowth of yeast and clostridiums, then we're going to have an imbalance there, right? So it might not just be between gram-negative and gram-positive. It could be specific strains of bacteria that are taking over or overpopulating. Now that outer membrane, I am not like the gram-negative bacteria science nerd. I don't fully understand the mechanism behind the release of the outer cell shell wall, but I do know that it's kind of like a lizard shedding its tail. So a gram-negative bacteria under the influence of herbicides, pesticides, it could be some compound in your diet that is affecting the positive bacteria. Let's say in processed food, chemicals, additives, things like that, maybe it is artificial sweeteners, that will disrupt the delicate balance in your gut. And the LPS, that outer wall, like I said, it's like a lizard shedding its tail. Exposure to antibiotics is going to shed that outer layer, okay? And that layer can get into our bloodstream. And in your bloodstream, that can it, it creates an innate immune system response. So it activates the cells of our innate immune system. Basically what that means 
is that it is activating the immune system. It's waking it up, getting it ready to fight, and it synthesizes pro-inflammatory factors, okay? It also drives up free radicals, and free radicals are essentially particles that can cause cell damage and eventually cell death, DNA damage, and that can lead to very dramatic secondary inflammation in the tissues, right? So we see a rise in immune activation and pro-inflammatory factors and free radicals. And all of that combined is like the perfect storm, okay? The perfect storm for inflammation and disease. So LPS increases pro-inflammatory proteins and pro-inflammatory proteins actually inhibit testicular function. And that leads to a lower release of testosterone from the gonads in men. And in women, our testosterone is produced from your adrenals. Now, when we have an inflammatory response, you bet your butt that your adrenals are doing some work, right? Because whether it's an internal stress or an external stress, a bear or an infection, we do have a release of cortisol and release of catecholamines or, or hormones that are meant to respond to the stressful event. And part of that stress can be coming from LPS. So that is definitely going to have an impact on your adrenals in women. And so yes, it will have an impact on adrenal maladaptation and fatigue, right? So why would we have higher levels of LPS in the bloodstream? Like why, does, why is that a thing? Why is that happening? So when we have structural changes in the intestinal epithelium, you're like, Kaylee, please use words that I can understand. Hold up, I'm about to get there. AKA leaky gut, okay? So structural changes, meaning changes to the intestinal epithelium. The intestinal epithelium is essentially the gut lining. And when we have inflammation or changes to the intestinal epithelium, we end up with what we call leaky gut. And leaky gut means that those LPS fragments, the outer cell wall, can make its way into our bloodstream. And that is when we see the massive rise in inflammation. So if we have good gut integrity, then the LPS particles are primarily contained within the GI tract. But when we have leaky gut, we end up with LPS in our bloodstream. Now, why would we have leaky gut? Well, overgrowth of negative gram bacteria alone is going to create inflammation, and that inflammation will essentially create swelling in the epithelium cells, and that swelling basically pushes apart the tight junction proteins, and then we end up with weakening of the tight junction proteins and weakening of the, the selectively permeable membrane that our gut is made of, and we end up with toxins, herbicides, pesticides, things making their way into our bloodstream that shouldn't. This is going to have an effect on the blood-brain barrier as well. So why would we have, you know, excess inflammation or leaky gut? There's a few reasons why. And these are basically the same reasons that we gave that your testosterone can be low. And now it all makes sense because maybe you're not sleeping well. Maybe you're drinking a lot of alcohol. Maybe you are eating a diet that's high in refined or processed food. Maybe you are living a very sedentary lifestyle, not exercising. All of that is actually going to impact your gut and the permeability of your gut membrane. Now, Root cause, if we're looking at the very root cause of why testosterone levels are on such a rapid decline, I would say that it is related very strongly to LPS because the rise of inflammatory bowel disease and leaky gut is, I would say, a steeper curve or probably a very similar curve to the decline in testosterone. Now, it's the 1970s that glyphosate got introduced to the food chain. And glyphosate is an antibiotic that we find in Roundup, was designed by Monsanto. And unfortunately, that specific antibiotic in Roundup, which is a common herbicide, 
ends up sprayed all over our wheat crops and grain crops, and it ends up getting into our body and into our foods and has a negative impact on our gut flora. Not only does glyphosate actually create inflammation, but it also kills off the gram-positive or the positive or even beneficial bacteria, right? So here's how you can fix your testosterone levels naturally and balance your hormones naturally. Number one is to reduce non-organic glutinous grains. Why? Because gluten and gliadin are two proteins in wheat that essentially create leaky gut and they are hard to digest or difficult to digest proteins and can create inflammation if they're not digested properly in the stomach. Lots of reasons that could be happening, but if they're not digested, they make their way into the small and large intestine. They create hyperpermeability. Okay, We know that as soon as we have leaky gut, we're at a higher risk for LPS getting into the bloodstream. Number two is going to be to reduce processed food, alcohol, and refined sugar, because if we have a lot of processed food and alcohol, we are putting our beneficial flora and the delicate balance of microflora at risk, and we are likely supporting negative gram bacteria overgrowth with refined carbohydrates and refined sugars. Number three is to get good quality sleep. Good quality sleep is important for the integrity of the gut wall. Lack of sleep will actually create hyperpermeability or create an environment where hyperpermeability is more likely, especially if we're exposed to a lot of like blue light and stuff like that before bed, because melatonin is actually very plays a very powerful role in managing inflammation, cleaning up free radical damage, and keeping the integrity of the gut wall. So reducing screen time before bed and getting at least seven hours of sleep a night. Five hours of sleep decreases testosterone levels by up to 15% in one night. Cold therapy, you guys, in number four, cold therapy is like my favorite thing. It's like bang for your buck, right? It's cheap, cold showers, cold baths, go jump in the lake. I actually use a little cold tub and I'll actually give you guys the discount code on this podcast. Just let me pull it up. I forget what it is off the top of my head. So I'm just going to pull up the discount code for you so that you have it. And you can go to newer covers. So with newer cover, they have like portable or I guess inflatable ice tubs. So go to newercover.com and my discount code for ice tubs is gives you 15% off is Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-Y, and then 78556. Haley, 78556. So go to Newer Cover and order yourself an ice tub because bang for you buck, you guys, it is the best thing that you can possibly do. It lowers pro-inflammatory markers. It helps to boost glutathione, which is really important for cleaning up free radical damage, very important antioxidant in our body. It also is going to have a positive impact on boosting testosterone levels, increasing blood flow, improving vasodilation, increasing metabolism, increasing immune function. So improving immune function, especially killer T cells. Great thing if you just had a cold or flu to do some cold dips. So cold therapy, you guys, number four for fixing your tests or balancing out your hormones in general. And it's also going to increase your HRV, which is your heart rate variability, your adaptability to stress. Number five is to strength train. Strength train regularly three to five times a week. But if you have low tests, you're going to have poor recovery and likely have delayed onset muscle soreness and have a hard time building muscle. So my recommendation is to keep it to three to four times a week to focus on your compound lifts and not to have too much training volume. Also not to focus too hard on eccentrics because that's way more fatiguing. If you don't know what eccentric means, concentric contraction is the muscle under tension as it shortens and eccentric is the muscle as it lengthens under tension. So more focus on the concentric contraction than the eccentric because eccentric contraction is essentially more fatiguing for the body. And we want to minimize fatigue and maximize muscle stimulus 
in order for you to build muscle while still recovering and bringing your testosterone levels back up. That is all for today, my friends. I hope that this was helpful. And, you know, one thing that you can do to, you know, help me out would be to share this podcast with a friend or loved one, whether it is a partner, a friend, a best friend, a boyfriend, a dad, brother, a sister, share this podcast and help me create a ripple effect where we are having an impact where people are able to acquire the knowledge they need to make empowered decisions in their lives to be able to reach that next level of themselves and to be able to heal naturally. I think that so often in today's society, we're looking for the next, the the quickest thing, right? The next pill to pop, the next medication, the next quick solution, fad diet. All it requires is a deeper set awareness around your own habits and your lifestyle and a few little golden nuggets of knowledge to help you start healing and growing and evolving. So if you think this podcast would help someone else grow or evolve in some way, please send it to them. And I would love you for that. Peace, love, and personal growth. Thank you for hanging out on today's episode with me and uh, lending me your ears. Have an incredible day. And I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E3 podcast. I had so much fun sharing my knowledge with you, and I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing that you can do to support the show is share this episode on your social media platforms or leave a review. If you'd like to find out about the lifestyle programs I offer online, go to healthpillars.ca and click apply today to fill out an application for coaching. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Peace, love, and personal growth.